0: In Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 it says that Except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees You shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven Jesus said the scribes and the Pharisees were doing something good But it didn't meet the standard that God had set for righteousness So on today we're going to look at that third part that is missing Which is the righteousness of faith Make sure you stay tuned
1: You were listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books, Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series, The Adventures of Rai Rai. For more information, visit the website at DariusGood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. And now, here's your Bible teacher,
0: Darius Good. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening to the Good Treasure podcast show. My name is Darius Good. Make sure you visit our website today at dariusgood.com. We have information regarding this podcast show, as well as the other podcast show that we have, which is entitled The Divorced Christian It's a podcast show that focuses on Christians Who have experienced divorce Um, There's more information regarding the books That I've written So far we have seven books total That are available And I am currently working on several more I'm going to drop several more books on this year But one book that I do want to highlight On today is The Fear of the Lord It is a foundational teaching One of the most important teachings uh, in regards to our Christian faith is our Old Testament doctrine established by God through Moses. But then we find Peter, as well as Paul, teaching the fear of the Lord. Everything is based on that. You cannot be holy without first fearing God, even tithing our experiences with one another in the body of Christ, the ability to discern and honor one another. All of that is built on the fear of God. So I encourage you to visit the website Visit the church's website as well, bgc.family. On today, we're going to get into episode number 11. This episode is entitled The Righteousness of Faith. The Righteousness of Faith. Our passage of scripture that we've been looking at in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, it says, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. We are looking at this topic of righteousness and we're defining what righteousness is according to God's standard. So number one, righteousness is not what we define it to be. If you go back to the scriptures in Isaiah, there's a scripture that refers to um, righteousness as a filthy rag. This is Isaiah 64 verse six, but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. I've heard some ministers take this scripture a little too far, as they say that there is none righteous, no, not one. Um, there's none good, only God is good. So according to human nature, none of us are good. And so they begin this, this doctrine in which we are sinners, always. And we'll say things like we are sinners saved by grace, um, but we are still uh, sinners who, h- who fall down. I know there's a p- very popular song. The song says that we are our saints who are sinners who just fell down. Now we, we are not sinners. If we are saved, then we are no longer sinners if we take this mindset that we are all still sinners, those who have received Christ, you have to be either a saint or a sinner. You can't be both. So once we receive Christ, we receive really justification. We are saved by the blood and through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we are no longer sinners in God's eyes. To say that we are saints, but we are sinners then we have completely voided and terminated the work of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross so that we would no longer be sinners. So so there's no way that those of us that have received Christ are still sinners in God's eyes. So this concept of the filthy rag really deals with man's idea of righteousness. Let me give you a couple examples. Um, If I feel like working with the homeless, Uh, working with children, working with battered women, and we pick a group that we want to give our time, our sweat, our effort to in order to help this population in need, guess what? That is sacrifice in God's eyes, but it is not righteousness. And that's what people are doing. They're trying to do good works, but it's not by God's standard. Those good works are by human standards. How do I get to pick and choose where I'm gonna give my time, my sweat, and my effort? I can't wake up tomorrow and say, listen, I wanna go save the baby seals up in Alaska. And so I'm gonna go travel there, uproot my life, get a place there, live there, and now devote all my work to to the help of these animals that God has created. Guess what, that's the righteousness of man. I can't go downtown to the green and decide I'm gonna clothe the homeless. They're laying on the green and we're going to feed them and preach them the gospel. Guess what? If God didn't tell you to do that, then that is the righteousness of man. Man is going to stand before God and say, look at all that I've done in your name. And God's going to say, but I never asked you to do any of that. There was a thing that I asked you to do and that you didn't do. The thing that you should have done would have made you righteous, but you decided what the standard of righteousness would be. So this is the concept that we're pushing on with these teachings of righteousness. Our righteousness is like a filthy rag in God's eyes when man sets the standard of what that is. I can't say, "Well, I pay my tithe every week. I feel I'm righteous. I don't curse. I don't drink. I don't go to the club anymore. I, I know I'm no longer a whoremonger. I don't sleep around. I am righteous in God's eyes." Guess what? You fall below the standard of righteousness, because man doesn't determine what the standard is, only God. So where do we find the standard of righteousness? Well, in Matthew 5, verse 20, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus uh, describes two groups here, the scribes and the pharisees now in episode nine we went through the righteousness of the scribes and then last week on episode 10 we went through the righteousness of the pharisees so on today we're going to look at this third standard of righteousness so let me explain it this way jesus said "Except your righteousness exceed the word exceed means to go beyond so we cannot throw out what the scribes are doing we cannot throw out what the pharisees are doing both of these groups are doing something that is pleasing in God's eyes. But the problem is what the scribes are doing does not reach the standard. What the Pharisees is doing does not reach the standard. Guess what? What both of these groups are doing the scribes and the Pharisees together still does not reach the standard of righteousness that God has Created for man, which means there is a third part that is missing in this description. So Jesus is saying, "Do what the scribes is doing, do what the Pharisees is doing, but we got to go beyond that to meet the standard God has already put in place." Now let me say this uh, in regards to the law of Moses, because people try to live by the law. What does living by the law looks like? It looks like I don't curse, I don't lie i don't steal i don't covet so these are the laws of god the ten commandments you go right through that list of things behaviors mindsets that we are to have these are christians that live by the law i'm trying to live a good moral life for god a life that's pleasing to him according to his laws guess what this falls under the scribes and the pharisees it is lacking in this third area of righteousness which is the righteousness of faith. But guess what? You cannot abandon the law. The law is not unholy. So Paul made these statements. Here's one one scripture. Romans chapter seven, verse 12. Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. Paul is saying the law is holy. We don't throw the law out. So there is a standard by which man must live. It still fall short of God's standard, the complete standard of righteousness. Here's another scripture. Romans three, verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. People take this scripture They throw out the law of Moses, and that makes no sense at all. If you throw out the law of Moses, that means what we could not do before, we now have permission to do. If I throw out the law that says that you are required to stop at a stop sign, and now we are doing away with the law, guess what? You no longer have to stop at a stop sign, even if that sign is there that law is no longer being enforced which means i can drive right through those stop signs that's what it means to throw things out to do away with to void and this is what jesus said i did not come to destroy the law i did not come to do away with the law the law of god is still pertinent to the concept of righteousness but guess what living according to the deeds of the law the acts of the law the requirements of the law does not make us righteous, or this word here in Romans 3.20 is justified. It's still a requirement, but it's not the standard. And the sad part is this is the, the, the message of righteousness that we hear on most Sundays. Don't commit adultery. Uh, and we can go right through the list that we see in, um, in Galatians and some of these other passages in the New Testament about the works of the flesh. Don't commit adultery. Don't fornicate. Don't lie. Don't live a, uh, a, a lascivious lifestyle. Don't be given to drunkenness. So all these don'ts that we are required to live by, guess what? That's the law standard, which is still uh, short of the standard God has put in place. So let's spend some time today on this topic of righteousness, the righteousness of faith. I'm going to give you a scripture Romans chapter 3, verse 22. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, verse 24, being justified, that means righteous, being made righteous, or justified freely by his grace, Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. This is that third part that Jesus did not mention back in uh, Matthew chapter 5. One reason is Jesus had not died yet. So the sacrificial lamb had not gone and been slain on behalf of all sinners. So the concept of being made righteous at that point by Jesus Christ Through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection, that was impossible in that moment. But guess what? After the resurrection of Jesus Christ, now righteousness through faith is made possible through Jesus Christ. Let me say this as well so that we're not confused. This concept of the righteousness of faith, we do see it through the Old Testament, but it's faith in God. It was faith in God's word. So let's highlight some of our are heroes of faith. Daniel was a man that believed God. He prayed earnestly. He had encounters with uh, angels that would bring him God's word. Through dreams and visions, he would see God's word. So he knew prophetically what would transpire in the future. This man was a man of faith, and so he was righteous because of his belief in God. We can go through Moses. We can look at uh, uh, King David, um, we could look at Enoch. There's so many examples in the Old Testament. Abraham, the father of faith, what made him righteous? He believed God. What did he believe? That you shall be the father of many nations. This is the concept of the righteousness of faith. But the starting point of this concept begins with Jesus Christ. So this is our passage of scripture again. Romans three twenty two. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, the righteousness of faith begins with the life of Jesus Christ. I need to believe that he is not just a prophet, not just a good man that walked the earth, not just a miracle worker, but I believe that he is the son of God. What else am I to believe? I believe in his life. I believe in his death. The man gave his life. As a sacrificial lamb. So he became the law. Jesus was the law. His death points to the law of Moses. He's that lamb, the firstborn, born without blemish, that was required to be given to God. That's the law. So now Jesus' life, his death, his burial, he died. Um, The scripture says he descended into hell. He became sin for us. He took on a sin nature the one that knew no sin that never broke the law he was righteous according to the standard of the law this man became sin for us this is the concept of redemption he paid the price for sin what was the requirement blood sin always requires blood the wages of sin is death there's a death that is required guess what when we look at the story of adam and eve When they uh, sinned as they ate the fruit from the tree, the first thing we see is death, not just the death of Adam being cut off from God, separated uh, from God by sin or through sin or as a result of sin, but what we see is the death of a lamb. The scripture says that God uh, took a lamb and clothed them with the skins of the lamb. That killing was a sacrifice. It was the payment For the sin that had just been committed. And then we see this process of sacrificing of animals through Cain. Uh, We see it in the book of Job. We see it with Abraham. We see it with Jacob and Isaac as they, this is part of the worship to God from that point on, from the garden on the requirement of there being a death and there being blood payment uh, made for sin. Jesus became that payment So now righteousness begins with Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the third part. Begins with Jesus Christ, the righteousness of faith. So this starting point is the prayer of salvation. We have Romans chapter 10. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This is the starting point of the righteousness of faith. It requires faith to believe that Jesus lived and that he died and that he was raised again. The preached word of God. We have to believe in that word in order to be made righteous or justified by God. Now, let me explain this verse. Romans 10, verse 9. Confess with your mouth. So there is a requirement that something must be spoken a confession has to be said what is the confession the scripture tells us because sometimes we have people just confessing different things confess your sins that's not what the scripture says it says confess with your mouth the lord jesus so it's it, it explains it tells us what to confess the confession is that jesus is lord of my life from this point on the lord jesus the confession of the Lord Jesus means, I am surrendering, I am bowing my knee from this point on, whatever decision you make, that's decision that's the decision I will agree to. If you think of the concept of lordship or the concept of a king, we refer to Jesus as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, the concept of lords, when there was a need within the kingdom. Uh, the the Lord of Lords had lords that were under them, and the lords might own uh, thousands of acres of land. They had uh, their own castles. They had their own armies, and they would pay tithe to the king. They would uh, send their armies when needed to fight with the king. They handled uh, a lot of politics and diplom- uh, diplomacy and, and different things that were needed at the request of the king, even though these lords and lower or lower level kings would rule over their territories, they would still, because they had bowed the knee to their king, would respond to his request whenever that was, no matter how difficult the request was, they made sure that they were able to fulfill the request. This is the concept that God has given to us. We are called to be lords. That's what it says in the book of Galatians, that as long as we are children, Or, childlike in our mentality, though we be Lord of all, we are no different than a servant. So, we are all called to be Lords, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, with Jesus being uh, uh, above us through this prayer of salvation. Whatever Jesus says has to become my final decision. This is the concept of the righteousness of faith. We see this with Noah. God speaks to Noah. He tells him, I desire for you to build an ark. Guess what? That wasn't Noah's plan. That was God's plan. This is the concept of righteousness. So the confession with the mouth, the Lord Jesus, the second part is believing in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. This is what produces salvation. So let's talk again about this concept of the righteousness of faith. It begins with our prayer of salvation. But we have an interesting passage in Romans chapter 17. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now we take this scripture and we define the gospel as the birth of, life, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but the gospel actually goes much deeper than just that, and this is what I'm trying to push on in today's lesson to understand the righteousness of faith, I keep hearing taught, I keep hearing this, that we are made righteous through salvation, but listen to me closely, that's just the starting point. Once you pray that prayer, there is now a lifestyle we are required to live. Now, we can't go back to the scribes and the Pharisees. Those both are requirements. you got to live a good moral life. you got to live a standard where we're not breaking the laws of God. What is one of the laws that is important? To love thy neighbor as thyself. And if you keep the, that law, then you really fulfill the entire law of Moses Because all the laws really dealt with how people handled each other. When they go before the judge, they'll go before the priest with their complaints. They will look at the law of Moses to determine how that case should be handled. Should there be uh, punitive damages? They would uh, determine who was the wicked one who had to pay, who was righteous according to the law. But uh, we are to maintain this lifestyle of, of a good moral living uh, a lifestyle that's pleasing, a lifestyle of holiness. But guess what? Just believing that Jesus lived and died is not the standard of righteousness according to faith. Let's read this passage again, Romans one sixteen. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. We start with the, the hope and belief and faith in Jesus Christ. But guess what? We're to go to the next faith. There are levels of faith. So, so let's read this again. Therein contained in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. There is a revealing or revelation that has to be obtained. That doesn't come simply by believing in Jesus Christ. That's the revelation of who he is. But now that you've made him Lord, there are some steps. The steps of a righteous man, the steps of a good man are ordered. If there's no orders in your life, if God's not giving you orders, if Jesus is not giving you orders, if the shepherd is not calling saying we're moving to a different pasture, Let's go and drink. Let's go and rest. If he's not leading your life, the sons of God, they are led by the spirit of God. That's the concept of the the great shepherd. We're led by his spirit. We see it in the Old Testament where they had a flame of fire by night, a cloud by day leading them. So it's not simply believing in Christ and then a standard of life that looks like the righteousness of the scribes and the righteousness of the Pharisees. A lifestyle given to prayer, a lifestyle given to reading the scriptures. No, there has to be communion with the Father, communion with the Holy Spirit, communion with God. What I'm saying, fellowship, communication. There has to be some interaction between us. When We look at these men in the Old Testament, these men and women, they knew the voice of God. Only the voice can reveal to us because we have to go from faith to faith. Only God can reveal to us our purpose, what I am to be doing and how I am to do it. We have to live according to the leading of God. The scripture says in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being, my existence, my being, who I am, my reason for being here. That is revealed through Christ. On next week, we're going to take a look at this entire picture that we've painted. The righteousness of faith, the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes. We're going to put this lifestyle together of righteousness. Thank you for joining us. Join us again next week. And until then, be blessed.
1: You have been listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and author of the books Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series The Adventures of Rai Rai. To learn more about these books or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show, visit our website today at dariusgood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. We pray that today's episode has brought revelation and enlightenment. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast show. And until next time, may God open unto you His good treasure. Be blessed.